What's up, heroes? I'm the House Ninja, and welcome to episode 102 of the Producer Life podcast. This is part two of a special series that runs through December where I'm interviewing the 16 contestants for Emerald Summers Presents Base Battleground, an online competition featuring 16 DJs going head-to-head on her Twitch channel every other week. This Sunday, June 26th at 5 p.m. Eastern, we have two new contestants for their first round. Abe Tonics, a bass producer and DJ from Atlanta who will be battling Bacon You Crazy, an Atlanta-based dubstep and EDM artist. Unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, I wasn't able to get Abe Tonics on the show this time, but I'll have links to all of his socials on the show notes page. Head over to ProducerLifePodcast.com and look for episode 102. I did, however, have a terrific interview with Bacon You Crazy, who offers some great advice for new DJs and talks about his upcoming booking opening for none other than Flux Pavilion. But first, cue the intro music. This Sunday, June 26th at 5 p.m. Eastern, we've got two new contestants for their first round. Uh, The first of which who's with me right now is Bacon You Crazy, who's an Atlanta-based dubstep and EDM artist who's opening up for none other than Flux Pavilion on July 22nd. So, uh, Bacon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited. This is going to be good. Uh, uh, Talk to me about uh, where you got started. You know, what brings you to the EDM scene? Yeah, uh, so Ninja, um, back when I was like, oh, I've been in the scene maybe for like four years, and uh, what got me into this scene was uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was ranting and raving all the time about like how EDM kind of changed his outlook and his perspective on everything, and um, I decided one year that, uh, imagine in 2018 actually, that I would finally like see what, what all the hype is about, uh, but unfortunately... Uh, my best friend ended up passing away in like an accident. So I'm so sorry. Uh, and it, oh, it's okay. It, it happened a while ago, but um, you know, in his absence, I uh, I decided to go anyways, and um, yeah, you know, I, the rest is history. It kind of changed my life. Uh, I'm a huge Adventure Club fan. I saw them for the first time at Imagine, and I was I was sold. <laughs> um, after that, I started. Um, you know, I started just going to festival after show after festival and like had so much energy that I wanted to kind of give back to the community that had already given me so much that um, I started DJing. And, you know, in the Atlanta scene, it's, it's pretty tough. There's so many great DJs out there already. Um, and after a year of doing that, I decided to start producing and I landed on Baking You Crazy. And, uh, you know, I've I just I love everything that the EDM community has given to me so far. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, so how did you start off that DJing journey? What, what did you did you just buy some turntables and start practicing, <laughs> or did you have a friend that kind of walked you through it, or how did yeah, you get into so, it? So um, while I was in the EDM scene, I would uh, there'd be one or two DJs that would kind of come over to a friend's place or whatnot, and they would spin for us, and you know. Being the EDM crazy guy that I was, I was like, oh my god, it's a DJ! You know? <laughs> and uh, every time they come over, I just kind of watch them and you know ask them a few questions, you know, just how everybody is. Like, they're fascinated that there's a turntable. So, uh, what was it? 20, 2019? 
no, 2020, New Year's Eve, I decided, that, hey guys, I'm just gonna know what I, or basically use what I know and DJ for a group of friends at this house party. And man, I was, whoo, I look back at that video, I had no idea what I was doing, but I, I felt like I did a good job. My friends said I did fine, but I mean, they're probably just being nice, but um, I don't know, ever since then, the, uh, the energy and the hype that I was, you know, giving to people was, you know, I fell in love with this scene all over again. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, and then what about the production piece of it? You said you've just, you started a year or two ago producing. How did that transition occur? Yeah. So I haven't been producing that long. I have a couple songs out right now. Um, I have to go back and kind of change the artist name because it's still under my old one, Zidane. Uh, but I have two songs out, Save Me and Chances. Uh, but I started producing about, oh gosh, today. Yeah, so actually six months ago today. Um, and funny enough, I'd always had an interest in producing. But, you know, every time I opened up Ableton, I was like in shock and awe. I was like, man, there's so much going on. Like, how do, how do I even begin to digest, like, what is in front of me? And... Um, I remember I tried to make a couple beats and it, it just sounded like boop, boop. It, it did not sound good at all. It just sounded, <laughs> sounded like a video game. Um, but then uh, one of my, who's now my really good friend, um, Oni One, he uh, came over one day, sat down and I was like, yo bro, like any chance you got some pointers? Like I'm not trying to have a full session with you. And he showed me a few things and literally that's all it took. I, um, I started going to work and I was like obsessing over it. I was, I remember I was up to like two or three AM just like playing around different sounds. And you know, by that time, the song that you're making, you've heard it like a hundred thousand times. So when it is finally released, you're like, God, it just sounds so bad. But then your friends are like, Oh, it's so good. But like, you're already annoyed with it. You're just like, God, just get it away from me. I've heard it too much already. So that's, that was a funny, but um, interesting situation with when you're creating music. Yeah. Oh, only one. Um, I'm, I met him recently in Orlando. Now is you're out of Atlanta, right? Yep. Uh, only one actually is also out of Atlanta. Oh, is he? All right. I guess he, he happened to be in Orlando at the same time we were, cause we, we were down there scouting out, uh, uh, base night Orlando and some other event venues with, uh, um, Alaniel and T spackle and, and, uh, several of the other, other Atlanta DJs. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, seemed like, seemed like a nice guy. Oh, he's, he literally, okay guys, if you ever meet Oni One, he may be all about, you know, demons and tear out dubstep, but behind the mask, he's a teddy bear. So I hope, hopefully I don't get in trouble uh, putting him on blast like that and revealing his true nature. But yeah, You're going to spoil his rep. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, just cut, you know, we just edit that part out. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You you uh, mentioned a minute ago, you know, you're, you're you're opening for Flux Pavilion, but you're doing it under your old DJ name. So, what? Why are you changing DJ names and and sort of? I'm also really curious. How did you get that opening spot for Flux Pavilion? That's fantastic, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, when I started producing, um, I wanted to go under uh, the alias uh, Zidane, which uh, the name originates from. I mean, for those of you that know, uh, Final Fantasy IX, my favorite character that I ever played was, you know, his name was Zidane, but he was spelled a little bit differently. Um, you know, I, I just thought it'd be cool to have like a, like, you know, like a one word alias. And 
as I realized that time went on, when I would t when I explained to people like, hey, you know, my name's Zidane, you know, they would get the spelling wrong, or they just it's not very memorable. So um, I used to DJ under Bacon You Crazy, and so you know, I did like a poll on my Instagram to some of my fans and my friends. I was like, hey guys, how would you feel if I went back to Baking You Crazy and stayed here permanently? And I had an overwhelming number of people saying, yes, we love it, bring it back. And so I went back to Baking You Crazy. Now fast forward to the Flux show. Um, the promoter, Frank, who's a fantastic promoter, he's recently taken over um, the promotions for Believe Music Hall. Um, he still had my old information. so. Um, he put on Zidane as the, as the opener for opening the night. And, um, we just kind of came to an agreement that, uh, the first 30 minutes of the set would be a Zidane set. And then once 1030 hits, um, the bacon, you crazy visuals will come on. And that's when you guys will see what I've been working on for the past couple of months. Interesting. So are you, aside from changing the visuals, obviously the, the style of music is going to differ. What Describe for the listeners sort of the difference between Zidane and Bacon You Crazy. What's what's the difference in the style and the branding? Yeah, so um, Zidane was more of, I would say it's more of like a melodic dubstep, almost like future bass, like really inspired by, um, by it, like old school adventure club, like really like, like really slow arm and hammer. And um, towards the end of, you know, that alias, I wanted to get heavier, so um, I, I dabbled in tarot dubstep a little bit. But uh, Baking You Crazy is going to be more focusing on my roots. Like, what what originally got me into the music? Like, what, what made me fall in love with EDM? And, you know, that is bringing back, you know, the music that, like, takes your breath away. Like, it's not a specific genre. Like, I feel like a lot of dubstep artists are like tear out heavy dubstep, like, you know, bang, 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 or like, you know, rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. And it's just, I want to go back to what, like, you know, when you go to a festival, that feeling when like a bass drops, you're like, oh my God, like it just hits perfectly. Everything just seems like it's as it should be. Like everything's just perfect. And that's what Baking You Crazy is all about. He's not really going to have a specific genre. Of course, it will be more melodic dubstep. Um, but there's a lot of tear out out there. And so to kind of get the yin to the yang, um, I'm just going to be finding music that really, I'm just going to be finding and making music that's going to just really take the viewers and the listeners breath away. That's, that's my main focus. So melodic dubstep, a little bit of tear out, not too much. Um, but most likely it's going to cater to melodic dubstep. So people like Wooly and, uh, Maybe like Crywatchy, not Kaiwachi, but you know the the Crywatchy of the of the EDM world. Um, maybe even a little bit of Send the Sky. So okay, so and, and the tear out in contrast is much more uh, aggressive, percussive, rhythmic, sort of peak hour as opposed to more more of the melodic uh, style that you're going for. Right. See, my favorite type of music is. That first drop is very melodic. You're like, oh, this is very nice. Like, you know, like you're, you're hugging your best friend. And then like you hear that second drop coming up and all of a sudden the tone changes and it's like, it's a little bit heavier. And all of a sudden the beat drops and it's just like this 
big room dubstep and you're like jamming out with your friends, like you're happy to be alive, like it's a heavier undertone so that you can throw down with your best friends while also saying like, man, I'm so glad to be here with you, bro. Like, I, you know, like the I love yous and like, you know, the, the stuff that, you know, makes us fall in love with EDM. Yeah, the plur. Yeah, exactly. Bringing back a little bit of plur into that, into that rage, 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 which don't get me wrong, guys. I love to rage, but, you know, bring back a little bit of that love in there too. Ragey plur. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, you, since since you're you're still, I mean, you started DJing, you said two years ago, three years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. And and you kind of just threw yourself into it. You asked people for advice and that sort of thing. Um, what was as you were picking people's brains? What was the best advice you got from any of the DJs? Oh man, um, this one guy that I. Uh... I try to keep in contact with, but he's, uh, he's moved out to California and you guys may know him. His name's seven figure. I remember one time I was upset that, um, you know, a couple of my friends didn't come to my show. I was like super bummed out. And I was like, man, like all my friends said they were going to come and they didn't show up. Like I had nobody there. And he, he gave me some really good advice. And it was like, he's like, you shouldn't rely on your friends to be your fans. He's like, your music should be so good that your friends want to come and see you. You don't want people to feel obligated to come see your set because then that's not what, that's not what it's about. So from that point on, I didn't really, you know, if friends didn't make it. I, I wasn't beat up about it because if my music is so good and my mixes are good and everything else, it'll pull people to me. So, and that's what I want. I don't want people to feel forced to come to my shows. I want people to want to come and see me. And that was probably one of the greatest advices that I could, that I was given. And I can also give to other DJs out there that are, you're starting off. Like, don't be upset if your friends don't come to your set, you know, they're just doing you a favor by saying like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry. Like something came up, but they're also trying to be nice and say like, Hey, like it's not that good yet, but I believe in you, you know? Yeah. That, that is great advice. Um, and, and as you got started off, like like every DJ putting in their time, I know you you spent some time at smaller venues dealing with a lot of people coming up and, and um, we've all been there asking for Katy Perry or, you know, do you have this? Do you have that? How how did you I'm curious, handle requests? Because I understand uh, that's uh, been a challenge for you as it has been for all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I think we've all been there where we're like we got a sick you know, double drop coming up and like, we're getting ready. And you know, you have, you have white girl, Sarah coming up to you and she's like, Oh my God. And she's, you know, of course a little drunk. Do you have this song? Like, let me just, let me just put it in real quick. And you're like, listen, you just made me miss the drop. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't, I don't have it for you. I don't, I, and then you have to explain it to them a few more times because they're not comprehending what's happening. They think that like you're just on Spotify or SoundCloud, I guess. And they're just like hitting the play button. But you know, <laughs> oh man, I had this one guy even ask me like, "Hey man, do you have?" Uh, I forget what the genre was called. It was almost like a like a reggae tone type of vibe. And by the way, disclaimer: I have playlists now for each and every occasion. So if we want some Katy Perry. And I unfortunately have some Katy Perry somewhere. <laughs> but is it the dubstep remix of Katy Perry? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you got to sprinkle a little bit of that in there. But, like, you got to get the, like, and that also, like, comes into the, the whole thing, like, 
what I found out was, yes, you may have a set that you really want to play, but at the end of the day, you're getting paid to pay for the club. To what you're getting paid to play. There we go for the crowd, right? So, whatever brings people, whatever keeps the people there, guys. Like that's another piece of advice. Play to the crowd because you know at the end of the day, you're gonna get followers eventually, and you want people to to follow you because you're a great musician, right? You're a great artist. Like you can you can bend your ways to make the people happy, and at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're just a guy behind a bunch of, you know, hardware making making beatbox sounds, making it sound great, right? So, you know, gotta get people what they want sometimes. Yeah, I was I was taking a watching a DJ course with uh, Phil Morse, who does uh, DJ Digital Tech Tips, and uh, one of the things he said, which I thought was pretty profound, he said, you know, as you're as you're performing, you you try to play like two songs for the crowd and one song for you. So, or one song for what you think the crowd needs to hear. Cause DJs, you know, part of our job also is kind of being a taste maker. Um, right. So you, you got to cater to the crowd, but then there's also this element of, Hey, I'm going to introduce you to something new that maybe you didn't know you didn't like, right. cause you don't want to just be a top 40 jukebox, you know? Exactly. That's actually good point on that. I've, I find more joy and, going into SoundCloud and you guys need to do this too. It's like going into SoundCloud and like getting deep and like people talk about like going on like weird, like YouTube things. So they, they search one thing and they all of a sudden they're ended up watching cat videos. I'll go on like SoundCloud binges when I'm trying to find like a really quality mix and I'll end up in some of the like maybe 1000 likes, but some of these guys are really undervalued and they got some really good music. And that's where like, I'll go and play like, like you said, you know, Ninja, I'll play like two songs that people really know, and then I'll slide that song that nobody really knows, and like they'll come behind the deck, like, "What was that? Like, oh my god, like that was so nice." I'm like, "No, no, no, you can't see it, you can't see it, because then they'll start playing it, and then yeah, you know." Um, but man, I love doing that, just getting caught up in like the underground of SoundCloud. That's like my favorite thing to do. Yep. Um. So what have you? What have you got? As, as the Bacon You Crazy brand, what have you got in the works musically? Are you working on an EP, an album, some individual tracks? Yeah, so um, I have a few tracks that I'm trying to get completed before Flux. Um, don't think it's going to happen, except for maybe one, which working on the name right now, but I mean, it's subject to change, but the EP is probably going to be called Hamlet. Hamlet. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Got kinda, it. You know, throw some little bit of that uh, bacon and like a little bit of that breakfast uh, lingo in there. Um, I have a few mixes out, which you guys have already probably seen, like the Breakfast Club volumes. Um, but I mean, it's just that's another reason why Bacon You Crazy was chosen was because um, the name itself just has so many fun puns. And like, I, have a, I literally, my visual guy is working on something right now where it's like, it's a piece of bacon cooking. <laughs> like the heavy drops, it's just like a piece of bacon just cooking. So it's it's fun, man. Like I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all just here to have a good time. Like you know, it's it's a business, and bacon you crazy is a lot more memorable than you know Zidane. And also, people can shorten it to bacon, right? I've even had people come up, oh my god, you're that bacon guy. I'm like, I am the bacon guy. Yeah. So uh, I have a, I have a few tracks and. I'm definitely gonna have one, um, a, like on release for Flux. Um, I have two that I'm gonna try to make VIPs out of, but 
I got some stuff in the works for sure. Uh, Flux is going to be definitely a fun set. And um, I'm sure something is going to go wrong. It always seems to go wrong. But we're going to have a good time doing it. And, uh, you know, we roll with the punches. You know, it's not it's not the uh, it's not Flux opening for Baking You Crazy, by the way, guys. It's Baking You Crazy opening up for Anadict and for Flux. So that's another thing, too. Um, a lot of these young DJs, they want to get out there. And they want a banger, banger, banger. You guys can't unfortunately do that because if you want to get booked again, you have to play your part. You have to play the part of the opener. You have to set the tone and you have to build up to the set. If you steal the show, you just kind of look like an ass. Because one, you're not gonna steal the show. You're just gonna, you're just gonna look a fool. You know what I mean? And then they'll never call you back. Yeah, so, wrong energy at the wrong time. Exactly. So. It's my job to build, 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 and then bring you down. Build, 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 and bring you down. So that's going to be the entire set of Flux. Okay, awesome. Well, tell me, so that's that's the Flux Pavilion show on July 22nd at Believe Music Hall, right? Yes. All right, so tell me a little bit, without revealing too much to your opponent, what, what about your strategy for Base Battleground this Sunday? So I know some of which he definitely plays – some heavy, heavy tear-out dubstep and some rhythm. So, I might cater to some heavy dubstep myself, but haven't really decided on, on what kind of a set I want to play. Part of me wants to just make this a practice round for Flux. Part of it makes me want to just go as hard as I possibly can and tear the roof off, but... Um, <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a lot of different things I got to think about, right? Um, Base Battlegrounds is, I'm sure, getting a lot of attention already. So it is a good chance for me to practice my brand and what Baking You Crazy is going to represent. Um, other than that, it's, you know, the other option is, should I practice the set at Flux and give y'all a little taste? So it's kind of weighing out my options here. I, you guys are just going to have to tune in and find out which one I decide to do. But uh, just so you know, if I go hard, it's it's going to be hard. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. And where can people find you online? Your your new brand, Bacon You Crazy. Yep. So uh, right now, guys, you can find me at SoundCloud uh, backslash Bacon You Crazy. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Oh, my God. Okay. Not to <laughs> – speaking of Instagram – when I went to put my name as Baking You Crazy, you guys can laugh at this maybe if you want, but there is there's a lovely lady on there that decided to call herself Baking You Crazy. So, um, and she likes to show parts of herself. So oh, y'all can, no. can have fun with that. But I'm Baking You Crazy official. So <laughs> Instagram.com backslash Baking You Crazy official. Um, the Twitter handle, the, the the Twitter handle is baking you crazy. So Twitter.com baking you crazy. Um, as for Spotify, that is in the works. Um, it's under construction right now because again, I'm switching back my alias. Um, so give me some time on that. I will sure to have something for base battlegrounds so that you all can give me a follow. Okay, well, terrific. It's going to be fun. I think that kicks off at 5 p.m. Eastern time this Sunday on the Emerald Summers Presents Twitch channel. So uh, I wish you good luck, and uh, thanks again for your time tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Ninja. Thanks for hosting this, man. I really appreciate that. You're doing a great thing by getting the DJ's um, interview before the battle. So it's uh, 
kind of feels like some UFC type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm excited. All right. Thanks again. All right. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you tune into the Emerald Summers Presents Twitch channel this Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern to catch the battle. I'll also have lots of links for you on the show notes page, as well as a link to the live video of this interview at ProducerLifePodcast.com, and then look for episode 102. Until next time, this is the House Ninja reminding you to be somebody's hero today. (laughs) 